Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. Language is an important aspect of our lives. It is present in how we communicate, how we understand the world, and how we relate with our past present and our future and also our surroundings. It helps us with navigating life. But imagine if we lived in a world where each person was only allowed to know one language. Information, history and development would only be trapped within those languages because people would not be able to communicate from different walks of lives. This is why it is important that we have translators to help us bridge that gap to understand information from different aspects of life from people who've lived in different parts of the world. So our guest today plays a very important role with translating and providing invaluable insight and fostering a deep understanding in the intricate world of Bible languages and their significance. She is a senior professor at the Faculty of Humanities in the Department of Hebrew and has an extensive background where she collaborated with Bible translators across the African continent, contributing significantly to the advancement of linguistic and cultural nuances with translation. Please help me welcome Professor Cynthia Miller-Nordia. Thank you very much. I don't think we've ever had a translator in our midst or someone who translates any biblical written passages. I want to know a little bit about your journey from being a student in your professional life and how you ended up currently where you um, translate biblical passages. Okay. Well, I, as you can tell from my accent, I'm an American. <laughs> and so I grew up in the, the great Midwest of, of the United States, the Plata Land of, of America. And uh, so my first experience um, in Africa was uh, after I finished my theology degree, I went to South Sudan and I worked there in linguistics, with linguistics and with Bible translation. And that was really a very formative um, event for me. And after that, I went to, um, did my PhD in biblical Hebrew and linguistics at the University of Chicago. Um, and that was really what set me uh, on my path, I think, or being interested in languages, growing up in a very um, monolingual environment, and then the experience in South Sudan, and then my um, postgraduate study at the University of Chicago. I'm very interested in how your journey had landed you in South Africa now that you're saying oh, you're an okay. American. So, uh, yes. Okay, so I, I was a professor, um, first of all, at North Carolina State University in the United States and then at the University of Wisconsin in Madison and uh, became eventually a full professor there in Hebrew, Biblical Hebrew and the related languages. So then uh, in 2010... I applied to come here uh, to the University of the Free State, and they had a job for me. And so I, now I'm an honorary South African, I think. Um, yes. So I'm here permanently. <laughs> so, right. Yes. That's nice to hear that we have welcomed you permanently. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In our country, we need all the expertise mm-hmm. that you can bring. Now, um, having come through the journey and coming this side, um, what makes you good at your job? specifically the one that you have right now as a senior professor in the Faculty of Humanities? Well, I think that um, that it's very important to treat our, our, our jobs uh, with humanity 
and to treat students and our colleagues with humanity. And I think in terms of the part of my work, which is analyzing the uh, biblical Hebrew text and, and understanding it linguistically, it's important to deal also with that with integrity. So we, uh, when you're doing uh, research, you have to be honest about the limits of what you can know about an ancient text and what it means, since there are no uh, speakers who can tell you what it means, and the writers of it are long gone as well. So we have to treat the, the data that we're working with with integrity, and we have to treat our students and colleagues with, uh, with humanity and with with honesty. So I don't know if the I think that those are the important things things about my work. I think those are very important things treating people with humanity and integrity. Um, but sometimes that sometimes could prove to be a bit challenging. Now, um, now you're working with students um, in the Faculty of Humanities, teaching them a language that you yourself now have to translate to them that they don't know firsthand. Um, what are the challenges that you encounter in those situations? I think that, that, that I always tell students that learning a language is a marathon and not a sprint. So it's not. this is not the kind of class that you can... Um, put off studying until the very end and then pull a few all-nighters and think that you're going to survive. Instead, it's every day working a little bit, little by little, doing the the work, the assignments, learning what you can, and then you're successful. The heartbreaking thing is when you have talented students who don't work. Uh, that's heartbreaking. And even more heartbreaking is students who again, could succeed but decide to plagiarize or to cheat, and that's also extremely heartbreaking as well. I don't think students realize how, it, how deeply it affects us when, when that happens. But there are many success stories. So there are every day that a student succeeds, works hard and succeeds and learns, uh, that's an exciting day. And when you have a postgraduate student who is able to um, find out something new, create new knowledge that we didn't know before in our field, um, that's, that's a very exciting time as well. And when you have a PhD student who creates new knowledge and finds out things and becomes really an expert on the international stage in their discipline and often surpass me in, in the area of knowledge that they know, that's a fantastic day. So I think that there are a lot of um, very important and rewarding aspects of, of the job as well. I like that you went there, you segued there, because now I wanted to know the best day in your career, now that you've worked with these students. Also, just in your career, not only as a professor, <clears throat> but in general, what was the best day in your career? What happened that day? The best day is really, as I said, the day when you have a a student who who has really um, taken what they've been given and and used it to their fullest extent and succeeds, and now is on their own path of becoming a uh, a recognized authority uh, in our discipline. That's really very very exciting. Now, moving on, you say there are students that succeed and do very, very mm. well. But there are those who are still starting and they're still seedlings and they're mm. still young and there's a lot that they still need to learn. Mm. Um, 
going into now being a, probably a translator or going into the Hebrew practice to work um, in any field that they want to with the skill, what would you tell your students to better prepare themselves for a journey that's similar to yours? Okay, well, some of our students are theology students and they are taking Hebrew because their churches uh, want them to have Hebrew so that the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. This allows them to better um, understand the Old Testament and preach and teach from the Old Testament. Um, so that's one aspect of our um, of our teaching of Hebrew that's very important. Um, and I think that what's important in, in that respect is to understand the alterity of the Old Testament, the differentness or the otherness of the Old Testament, and understand that while there are similarities to our situation in a lot of ways, there are real differences. And so if we can respect and understand the differences and bridge that gap between the world of the Old Testament and our world, then that's the first step to a, a dumini or a pastor being able to explain and teach the Old Testament and draw its meaning out um, for, for their congregations. So that's how I would say that they a student must begin to think about the Old Testament and, and the study of Hebrew as, as a way to get at that world that's that we don't have anymore, but which we have through texts. So that they can understand. Yes. Uh, now moving on to our last question. I don't think a lot of, well, I personally have not met a lot of translators. I've not encountered a lot of translators or a lot of people that know the Hebrew language. So what is the one secret that you can share with us that an outsider could never guess? Um, I think that the... Um, that what is uh, what is a, a secret is that um, there are always um, layers of meaning. Mm -hmm. And so when you look up a word in a dictionary to find out what it means, um, it's not a simple answer, not a one-to-one -one relationship between the word and its meaning, but instead there are layers of meaning and aspects of meaning. And when you understand that, then you uh, then you can be well on your way to being able to understand the Old Testament in Hebrew and the world of the Old Testament and its meaning then for us today as well. Thank you so much for this. This is quite insightful. I think more of us now are more willing or more open to learning the Hebrew language because we'd like to know and understand the Old Testament in our own way with the different layers of meaning Correct. that are there. Correct. Yes. So now we're moving on to our next segment. These are the fire questions. Okay. So I'll ask you fire questions very quickly. You can't think about it for more than five seconds. Okay. Yeah? All right. Very quick. So I'm going to say, are you ready for our fire questions? You're going to say fire away. Are you ready for our fire questions? Fire away. Coffee or tea? Tea. Sweet or salty? Salty. Remote or on-site? Uh, that depends. Okay, it <laughs> depends. Okay. Every morning I? I'm thankful for a new day. My favorite word is? Verskraklik. Verskraklik. <laughs> what does mm -hmm. it mean? Well, it can. It, that's the interesting thing. It, you can have something that is verskraklik mooi, mm -hmm. very beautiful. You can have something that's verskraklik dom, very <laughs> stupid. It's a fantastic word. It's a multi-purpose word I'm that means lots of things. Crackling. Crackling. It's a <laughs> fantastic you so, word. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking with you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success. 